The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. This is Wildcat Insider with the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, and KMAN Sports Director, Mitch Fortner. Well, I'll put it this way. I think Saturday win is about we expected. Uh, no real surprises. K-State alone in second place in the Big 12 standings. We're all very positive right now. It's nothing but happy faces and happy Wildcats. Happy Purple. I'm happy why it's happy. Travion couldn't be more happy than he is right now. Holy cow. What in the world? Um, <laughs> 48 nothing. Over the number nine team in the country, the Cats get it done. They're bowl eligible and second place alone in the Big 12 standings. Welcome to Wildcat Insider. I'm Mitch Fortner with the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Holy cow, where do we start? I, I'll, I'll actually start with this. I walked into the PA booth nervous for this game. Sure. That, pl- that took place on Saturday because it was huge. That was a big game. It's the biggest game in, at the Bill in quite some time for what it meant. You lose to TCU by 10, and now you're fighting for second place in the standings, so at least you still have a chance to control your destiny. Top two, of course, going to Arlington, Texas. I know K-State, we, we want that rematch, I'm sure, with TCU. And then here comes number nine, Oklahoma State, coming into town. And I mentioned last week how I like the way the schedule is unfolding for K-State. The games you want at home are going to be at home. The ones you're okay with being on the road, they're going to be on the road. I felt very good about that and where K-State stood. But I was nervous. I was like, this is going to be a close one, a nail-biter, a fist fight, street brawl, whatever you want to call it. Um, 35 nothing at the half. Adrian doesn't start. It's a game-time decision for Will Howard. Mm-hmm. That's actually where we could start. No yeah. Adrian. It's Will Howard, and now he's a hero. Yeah, let me just say first, though, that it was unexpected, but boy, did it feel great, right? And and for a multitude of reasons, and I guess we'll talk about that. And you start first with the quarterback position. We we talked all week that it was 50-50 with Adrian. And even up till the last seconds before the kick, at least the way it's been explained to me, there was a discussion and – Basically, Adrian said, I just don't feel 100%. So I think with the collaboration of both quarterbacks, Colin Klein and Chris Kleiman, the decision was made to run with Will. And there was concern going into the game with Will based on the week before, not from how he played in the first half, but the injury that led to a second half that really wasn't very good. But this day was Will Howard's day, wasn't it? I mean, it, he was spectacular. Four touchdown passes, tied a K-State record, threw for a career-high 296 yards. We could talk numbers all along, but I think it's funny that K-State has the uh, Offensive Player of the Week in the Big 12, they have the Special Teams Player of the Week in the Big 12, and they pitched a shutout. It doesn't get a whole heck of a lot better than that, especially when you consider they blanked a team that was averaging almost 45 points a game and led 14 nothing after a couple of possessions. And as you said, you, you get two possessions into the uh, second quarter. It's now 28 nothing, and you're going, wow. So it was quite a day. I think, I think all K-State fans loved every second of it. 
Yeah, the story of the defense was the goose egg. The story of the offense was the quarterback, Will Howard. I felt confident about him. He gave me enough in that first half against TCU. I'm like, okay, I think we have a bit of a different Will Howard. It's the Will Howard that Coach Kleiman has been preaching about, about being the best backup in college football. He might be now. <laughs> he really could be. I mean, yeah. he's come off the bench and done a great job with slinging the football around, but he comes out of that huddle to begin the game. I'm like, okay, it's Will. All right, let's see what happens here. Because uh, I know for a fact that nobody left that game not impressed by Will Howard. I'm sure there's still some naysayers or some like me that felt, oh, wow, Will has shown some improvement. I, I feel kind of I feel okay with Will Howard being in the game. We know he can run it. We just need the improvement in the passing game. And he looked improved. And then goes out there and goes 21 of 37 for 296, four touchdowns, no interceptions. The offense did not turn the football over in the game. And yes, I mean, just two great plays with Cade Warner. Cade has just has done a phenomenal job this season. And now he's got four touchdowns on the year without even having a touchdown prior to this year. Yeah. And he's tearing it up. And Malik Knowles has a has, has a career day. And yes, that's perfectly said. Eight catches is a new high. 113 yeah. yards is a new high. And, of course, Deuce Vaughn. I mean, just being – Coach, at the end of the press conference, he's like, hey, guys, you didn't ask about Deuce Vaughn. And he had 160 and two touchdowns. I mean, we it's, you know, it's, it's Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. But he was also – I thought was better. There were – there were so oh he and and healthy yeah I think yes. that's the thing probably the most healthy Deuce has been in probably for sure three weeks maybe four um, and it was great to see him putting what he really is on display because when he is healthy that's kind of what he what he is he's he's just magnificent and from from the defensive side I think. Y- y- you hold them to 1.8 yards per rush. And I know that's not their strength. I get it. But in football, you try to take away or minimize the run game from everybody and work from there, generally speaking, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's kind of how football plays out. So they get 1.8 yards per rush. And think about the kind of pressure running it like that, how that puts on the, on the pass game. And you have a quarterback who's a little bit banged up. They were playing without a couple of receivers, but I think they were expecting that. You know, that this was two beat up teams, not just one, right? And then, and and I mean, K State turned them over three times. I mean, they just they just didn't really do anything very well the whole day. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this. They had three rushing first downs, three by way of penalty, so eight passing. They rushed. They had 217 yards in total offense. This is a team that's averaging 45 points a game. So yeah. many, yeah. many, 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 many good things. And we haven't even mentioned guys like Nick Allen and Felix and <laughs> some of the other guys that – did you see the, the little video that they put on – somebody put on Twitter about Hadley Panzer? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That was, what, that was insane. What a th- – okay, so <laughs> – Hadley even, he quote tweeted the video. Somebody put out the highlight. So it was the Cade Warner touchdown. Uh-huh. Like it was that screenplay. Right. And near uh, sideline. Near yep. sideline, yep. taken off for the south end zone. I mean, he couldn't have had more greener grass in front of him right. to score that touchdown. But the highlight was, and it, I think it was pointed out on the TV broadcast as well, that Hadley just had the guy great, just blocked him so well, 
grabbed him and just tossed him to the ground. And he said something about, hey, all this time throwing hay bales as a kid prepared me for the moment. <laughs> That's way off from the quote, but it was something in that neighborhood. Yeah, in the vicinity. Uncru- yeah, it was. Uh, and uh, somebody in, uh, we have a group chat, uh, us in the media, some of us have a group chat, and, and somebody who's in that chat is a, is a coach, is a high school football coach, and said that, you know, that's a great way to get called for holding by doing something <laughs> like that. I was like, well. Well, not that particular time, but I get, yes. I get the point. It's yeah. a good point. Yeah. You know, I, I've felt like, you know, my, my son lives where Hadley grew up in, in Lakin, and I remember my son telling me about him when K-State was recruiting him, and he, he said the Sunday morning after he won – stayed heavyweight wrestling as a junior. He was in the right weight room the next morning at 6 o'clock. He saw him there. Kind of gives you a little bit of an idea what kind of kind of kid you're talking about here. But, yeah. hey, that's away from but, – but he – there were a lot of outstanding performances in the game, and I guess that's, that's what happens. Um, some – I mean, you know what? I love those kind of things when that happens, when it's so unexpected like that. It's just such a special feeling. I think – so many people walked away saying that was the best experience I've had at a K-State game in a long time. And and I get it. I, I understand it. And I, I mentioned it to the guys in the booth. I was like, man, this second half, probably just <laughs> Fox is upset. They have no, Everybody's turning to something else because it's a blowout. And sure. it's a much quieter second half. And, I mean, as K-State fans, it couldn't have been better. Uh, to paint a picture for you, and I mentioned it to my spotters and also Brett uh, that produces the uh, the, uh, the fan experience, <laughs> what? So there was a gap from when the, the first half ended to where I did the, the public address announcing stuff for Homecoming. And so I had a few minutes while the band was playing. I went to go get a drink. There was, you know, upstairs by the booths, yeah. uh, by, like where Oklahoma State, you know, they have like a couple of, uh, you know, suites up there or whatever for like the AD and stuff. Somebody comes out of that room, just looks like a zombie, just walking slowly, depressed, <laughs> sits down exhales really loudly and then goes what the blank i was like that's it that that's there's your synopsis for you because oklahoma state fans just there there's a good there's a decent amount there they're they were scattered but you could see the orange all over the place just defeated they no there's no way they expected the the game to go that way just like we didn't expect k-state to just blow the doors off of the cowboys which is the worst worst loss in mike gundy's time with oklahoma state and you think about that i think we mentioned last week that they had won 20 of their last 23 he's closing in on 100 career wins in big 12 play wow i mean they're they were about a foot and a half away from winning the Big 12 championship game last year, and they won 12 and won a New Year's Six bowl game. This is a good football team. Again, beat up a little bit, but, um, wow, that was – I guess I'll just say it. That was, that was a woodshed kicking. It just was. Oh, oh. Yeah. That, yes. That, yeah. That, maybe a polite way to put it, just a sure. woodshed kick. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was uh, – yeah. Yeah, there's a many, uh, many ways to describe that one. I do have a bunch of nuggets for you just to tell you how big of a win or how bad of a loss that was for either team. For Oklahoma State, of course, a bad loss. But Oklahoma State, they became the first top 10 team to suffer a 40-plus point loss shutout since number 11 Cal beat number 10 Syracuse 43-0 in 1968. I wasn't alive yet. That was- <laughs> 
That was that was 22 years before I was born. Yeah, long time ago. 68 was a good year. We won't say any more than that, but I get the point. That's that's been a few moons ago. We'll say it that way. See, I, I got I think D. Scott Fritchin pulled a lot of these up here. I, I got it from the release from K State. Also, ESPN had a bunch of nuggets. So the last time a Gundy team was held to 12 points or fewer, because K-State has had a hand in some of the worst losses that Mike Gundy has suffered as the head coach of Oklahoma State, was that was 31-12 to in the 2018 game. The last time Oklahoma State trailed any game by at least 38 points was 48-14, and I think we all remember that game because Tyree Kill was a part of the uh, Cowboys at that time in 2014. Wow. And so... I mean, Deuce Vaughn, 158 on the ground, and then he passed L. Roberson and Daniel Thomas, and now he is third place all-time in rushing at K-State. Also has now 30 career rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. For, uh, for reference, so Deuce Vaughn needs 46 more yards to pass John Hubert for second all-time. And I would tell you that in my time at K-State, I, I believe John Hubert is probably the single most underrated running back K-State has had in that time. John, yeah. yeah. I, I really mean that. He, he, he was a very good runner with, with durability and a lot like Deuce from the standpoint of he could really catch the ball out of the backfield. He was a well-rounded quality football player from my perspective. Another thing I did want to point out before we take our first break, and I want to go back to the defense, the coverage. Mm-hmm. that that pass defense had. So I, I felt very good about K-State's defense when we heard about it's probable that Josh Hayes and Julius Prince would play. So I felt, okay, that, that that's big. That's really big. And I, I found myself on those passing plays from Sanders watching the defense. Usually, uh, typically our eyes just go to the quarterback. Watch the quarterback, watch K-State's pass rush. They got home three times. The, just the, defend, the, the defending by K-State in the pass defense. They threw a lot of looks at, at Spencer Sanders. Sure. And I, I, I believe Jake, uh, it was Drake Cheatham who said he was talking to the media after the game and he was mentioning it. We just threw a bunch of looks, kept him guessing, never repeated much, just throw a whole bunch at him, try to confuse him. And there weren't too many times where he had confident throws. K-State's defense was just so good. And that was just one of the examples. And I'm glad I, I paid attention to that because down the field, when Spencer's holding it, coverage sacks, man. Coverage sacks. That, that was just a brilliant performance by Joe Klanderman in that defense. Yeah, you said a lot there. And I, I think in, in thinking as you're talking there about some of the plays, there were some times, not a whole bunch, but there were plays where Spencer had quite a bit of time to look you know, left, middle, right, come back whatever it might be and yet and in fairness when you shut out somebody in this day and age there's some fortune there too because let's be honest they had a couple two or three drops that they did Mm -hmm. you know but I think your point about the coverage on their better receivers was excellent when you look at Brennan Presley didn't do much John Paul Richardson really didn't do much the kid, Stephon Johnson, who they love, and I think he's going to be a star in this league, had six catches in the Texas game, didn't do a whole lot. So K-State's got good cover corners. 
They've got they've got good safeties. One of them, and Josh Hayes, who you mentioned, is a guy who's played a lot of corners, so he can he can handle those guys in the crossing routes in the middle of the field, and and he'll have some you know some opportunity this week when when we see Texas because Xavier Worthy's awfully good. I yes, mean, way good. So yeah, that was a good effort. Yeah, sure was. Oklahoma State with three wide receivers in the top ten of the Big Twelve. I would have been shocked if you told me before the game every single one of them would be held under fifty yards sure. receiving. Yeah. I mean, they locked down John Paul Richardson. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I called his name and said, you know the ball was knocked away after saying John Paul Richardson or pass defend. It just God, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I mean, that yes, complete game, closest to it we've certainly had this year. Absolutely. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let me let me get this out, and we'll take our first break. So I'm holding him right now. I put it out there on Twitter earlier today. Uh, K-State men's basketball, their first appearance in front of a live crowd is tomorrow. New head coach, basically a whole new team. Your first chance to watch them is tomorrow, exhibition against Washburn. If you don't have tickets, guess what? I have four tickets I'm going to give away today. So stay tuned. I'm going to give those away later on in the show. Be prepared to play a little game to earn the tickets. A little true and false. But stick around here on Wildcat Insider. We'll be playing some true or false to win some K-State men's basketball tickets later on in the show. We'll talk men's basketball in the second hour as well. When we come back, we're going to hear from Will Howard, who spoke to the media after the game, up next. Ty Zittner was named Special Teams Player of the Week in the Big 12. Four punts, averaging about 38 yards a punt, but he was also perfect on his field goals. Two for two, one from 23, one from 29. Cats gave him some good field position and knocked a couple through. Um, We did not see Chris Tennant playing the game, but also Will Howard was named the uh, Player of the Week in the Big 12. And uh, boy, did he earn it. 296 yards passing, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. And for that effort, after the interview with Fox, he was carried off the field as a hero. <laughs> I've never been carried off the field wide. I don't know what that feels like, but I got to f- imagine it feels pretty good to be that cool. Well, there's, yeah, that, that's well said because <laughs> we all know that he's been through a heck of a lot in his mm-hmm. time here, but he's been resilient, he's been patient, he's been tough. He has grown. He's gotten better. Um, when, when I first looked up and saw that on the Jumbotron and they had a tight shot of his face and he was literally grinning from ear to ear, it, it was really, really hard not to, not to sit there and think, wow, that is so cool for him because uh, he stayed ready. He stayed positive. It's tough when you're trying to redshirt and, and you, he hadn't played – at all before the the TCU game this year, not not once, and um, man, to see that happen to him, it, he said it. We'll t- you'll probably play it here. You'll never forget it. No, I, we probably won't either. <laughs> well, let's get to Will right now. He yeah. spoke to the media after the game, and that was uh, the first question that was uh, brought up. Getting carried off, you know. How did it feel? What was the emotions going through your head looking up at that scoreboard? <laughs> you know, I, I finished up my uh, my interview with TV, and then all of a sudden I'm just getting raised up. I was like, "What's going on?" You know, it was it's kind of funny, but uh, you know that was really cool. That was you know something I'm going to remember for a long time, and uh, you know something that you know I'll cherish for forever. Talk about your preparation throughout the week. Yeah, you know we uh, we didn't know who was going, and uh, you know it was truly a game time decision. But you know we both knew that no matter what happened, we were going to. 
we were going to be ready and uh, the game plan didn't change and you know we executed you know I feel like the best we have but the thing is and the thing that makes me feel good is that there's still plays out there that we didn't make and that you know things that we can clean up and uh, that's really cool how confident were you out there I felt really confident and, and the things that you know you know after two years of kind of you know some some struggles some trials um you know it's kind of cliche people say like you know it'll the game will slow down for you and the game has definitely slowed down for me and it, it's really cool to have the guys around me that are making the plays that they are you know an o-line that barely lets me get touched and you, know, you just look around and um i've been saying you see that look in, in everybody's eye and, and and everybody had that look today it was like we're not stopping until you know that clock says zero and we're keeping the foot on the gas and and that's what we did and it was a heck of a game well, can you describe how you might just fit this offense a little bit better at this point? Yeah. Having a ton of success with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, 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 you know, with having Coach Klein and, and the things that we've done, um, it's worked. And, uh, you know, it, it, it feels good when when you're able to pitch the ball out to guys like Malik and Deuce and, and they make guys miss. Like that one play where Malik just, like, made a guy miss and went for 20 more. Um, it's a blessing for me because I'm – I'm not doing all that work. I'm just, you know, making a little easy pass and, and let him do the rest. And that that's a credit to those guys because they, man, they, they work their tails off. And it, it's fun to have a bunch of guys that you can trust to make plays. Did you expect to take as many shots down the field as you did going in? We knew we had, you know, we knew we had a lot of, of down the field shots. We knew they were going to play a lot of man coverage and, and that we could uh, expose them. And uh, I think we did a really good job. We knew. You know, we just had to win in man coverage, and I was confident in my guys, and, and they did just that. And we had a couple of plays dialed up that were that were really good down the field, and that one to fill was really good. Was it poetic two years ago what happened against Oklahoma State to now do what you did today against the same team? Yeah, you know, it, definitely, you know, losing to them two years, playing against them two years, definitely felt like I, I wanted this one for sure. But, I mean, like we always say, it's another game on the schedule. Can't look too much into that. But it was it was really really good to get that win. And I mean, a really good team. And uh, credit to the defense. They pitched a shutout against a really really good Oklahoma State team. What would you like the nation to know about this team? We're confident. We feel good right now. Um, and you know, we just played a really good game today against a, a really good team and beat them forty eight nothing. Like you know, we have a lot of confidence, um, a lot of lot of great talent. And uh, the 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 nice thing is that. We haven't played our best game, and that's still in front of us. Well, before this week, how much time did you spend every week practicing with the, the first team offense? Not much, you know, because you know, going into this year, it was it was I was going to redshirt, and uh, you know, obviously, I knew that if needed, you know, I was going to come in and play. So uh, I, I spent some time with you know with the ones during fall camp, and but you know, since Adrian's been been rolling, it's kind of been him. I've gotten some you know some reps, but. You know, I've stayed ready, and you know that that's all. I, that's all you can do when you're when you're a, a backup and in, in my position. You just keep working, doing doing what you can, and, uh, and staying ready. You still have two more games to protect the red shirt if you want. Oh, yeah. uh, given a choice, is that still how you'd like to roll? Or yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 all for the team, and uh, and you know whatever happens happens. I don't know, you know, what the deal is with Adrian and what what what's going on. So I guess we'll just take it one day at a time. You discussed some of the struggles you've had the last two years. How much has it meant that Chris Klein has kind of stuck with you no matter what? Yeah, it's 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 huge when when you know when your coach has confidence in you, and you can feel that when you're out on the field. You know, you can feel when you know the play caller when your play caller has confidence in you. It makes a world of difference. And you know, being able to go out there and and play the game that we played today, um, and and do the things that we did offensively, and we showed some sp- some spurts of it last week, but really did it today and. You know, 
like I keep saying, there's so much more that we can do and uh, some plays that we left out there, and that's to me that's scary. From going back to the season finale last year at Texas to now, where do you mm-hmm. think you've improved the most? Just confidence. Uh, I think that you know football is a game of truly it's all up here, you know, especially at the quarterback position. Um, you know, just another year of experience, another year of kind of letting things come to me, and um, a lot of things I learned from that, you know, and and things not to do, things to do um, from that, from all the other games that I played 2020 and 2021. Um, all the experiences that I had and all the struggles and hardships that I had helped this happen, you know, and helped, you know, the success, you know, that, that we're having right now is, uh, is because of that and because of the things that I've learned. Um, just being confident and, and, you know, working on the mental side of my game was huge this offseason. Uh, right there at the end was a big reason why I brought up the question. I brought up to Coach Kleiman as well, but I brought up two years ago against Oklahoma State, where you know I think Casey was four and two at the time and still had a chance to be a definitely a contender in the Big Twelve, but had to beat Oklahoma State to get it done. Low scoring grind, but what it came down to, and what I think most remember about that game is the turnovers that Will Howard had in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and that just weird fumble that he had that went in, right into the hands of Jason Taylor. And Jason Taylor from like the 15-yard line takes it to the house and and all of a sudden Cowboys are up 20-12 to 12, and then the Cats score. They end up getting the ball back in short time. First play, Will Howard lets one sail and it's intercepted and that would end the ball game. Um. I'm sure he got a lot of cri- – I don't remember, but I'm sure he got a lot of cri- criticism for the, how the game ended. Uh, even though they were in the game the whole time, they led like 13 to nothing at the half or something like that. But had to lo- had so much to overcome since then. And I think now he's finally earned the respect. That was a really good segment uh, in front of – quite a few media people there heard a lot of different voices mm-hmm. the people that cover k-state on a on a weekly basis and some of the things that he said has to reach out and touch you uh, grab you in some way um when asked about the red shirt scenario when he used the phrase i'm all about the team i think that kind of gives you a pretty good sense of who will howard really is and what he's all about um in a perfect world i think and Coach Kleiman has said to me, we still would like to get him redshirted. And the reason is, is he would he would still have three full years to play, which is a little bit staggering, but so. But either way, I think Will's going to be okay with it. Um, and and you can tell that he's he is experience matters, uh, good, bad, and otherwise. You mentioned the OSU game a couple of years ago. The, all of that stuff is legit, and it happened, and it was hard, and and he took criticism, and and he. I, I told a couple of people in interviews over the weekend that what I appreciated about it, Will, the most is is that he never wavered in that first year when he got thrown into a very hot fire right out of the gate when, when Skyler went down. He came to the media every week, answered every question, never blinked. Was it hard? Heck yeah, it was hard. Sometimes it was really fun. He was making some plays. People forget he won his first two starts. You know, mm-hmm. the guy, the kid has some substance to him now, and he's a very bright football mind, and he's being coached well. He's getting better, and that's that's the other factor for me 
is that as good as he was in the first half two weeks ago and, and in the game Saturday against Oklahoma State, he's still got a lot of great football ahead of him. Were the first two starts, was it TCU and Kansas? I think so, yeah. Well, I can't remember what his first loss then was. I think he suffered. At that. Yeah. I think it suffered one before the Oklahoma State game, but I don't remember the game anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we ready for the awkward conversation of uh, quarterback situation in the Texas game? And well, sure, that's going to come up. That's yeah. part of it, and and I that's the other factor um, that I think the it, it's easy for me to sit here and say that you know it's good to have two. Um, We've heard Coach Kleiman say he's not going to give up on Chris Tennant, so why would he give up on Adrian Martinez? Oh, right? for sure. I mean, yeah. so so <laughs> I don't know how it will play out, um, but I just know this. I believe to my core that both of those young guys will handle it in the right way, regardless of what happens. I'm convinced of that. Well, it's big that he still he'll get, has. He'll get, yeah, he'll get some. He'll, he'll yeah. get some questions about that tomorrow for sure. Watch. But yeah. it's it's big. Yes, Will Howard could still yeah. play two games. Yeah. And hold on to that red shirt. So, you know, if, if if Adrian is not ready to go for Texas, I mean, I think we still – of course we feel great sure. at this point where Will Howard is uh, to lead K-State to victory. That game Saturday against the Texas Longhorns, Harley Day, and it's another primetime matchup. K-State's playing all their uh, big uh, – almost all the big games <laughs> in primetime this year, uh, with the exception, of course, Oklahoma State was 2.30. But um, the next two games will be 6 o'clock kicks. And, of course, PowerCat game to this Saturday will start at 2 in the afternoon. Network coverage will be at 4. We'll take a look back at this past weekend in the Big 12 when we return on PowerCat game day. <laughs> Wildcat Insider, excuse me. The telephone number to call these very studios is 785-537-1350. Coming up in hour number two of the show, I'm giving away four tickets to the Jerome Tang debut with his new team and new head coach of the Cats along with the coaching staff. Taking on Washburn tomorrow in an exhibition, their only exhibition before the regular season, which starts uh, the 7th against UTRGV. But if you want four tickets... To go to the game tomorrow, make sure you're listening to Hour 2 of Wildcat Insider. We'll play a little true and false. Have you earned the tickies? <laughs> Mitch Fortner back with the voice of the Cats and Hall of Fame broadcaster Wyatt Thompson. You know, I think it was read number 16 I had at the Bill on Saturday. That was a paragraph about Wyatt Thompson. Really? Read number 16. Yeah, I think Why it, did you remember that? That's interesting. Uh, well, you know, it just had to do with my co-host on Mondays, <laughs> and I wanted to bring it up at some point, so I tried to remember the number. I think it was read number 16. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was a cool moment for you to get the uh, get the recognition at the bill in front of uh, fifty one thousand plus. Yeah, uh, you know the reaction, of course, you know from from friends, family, and that was really neat. And it, it was nice of them to do that. They didn't have to. Do, they have a lot of things going on in those those timeouts, and so many cool things that you know happen through the course of the of the game or the season or all of the above. So. I appreciate them taking a few seconds to do that. That was awesome. Now, they put the camera in the booth there to put yeah. you on the big screen. Now, were you still at a break during that time? Actually, the truth is is we were in break when they came in, uh-huh. and I was very fearful that we would be back on air when they came back, came to us, and that's exactly how it played out. So as per usual, I, I 
bring it back from break, and I said to Stan, "This this is all you with the cameras. Let's, we'll give them the power catch signal." And uh, excuse me, listeners, yeah, they're going to put yeah. me on the jumbos real quick. <laughs> so, but it was it was a cool experience. It really was. And you mentioned uh, Brett Aiken a moment ago, and, and all those yeah. people that do all that stuff. It's very well done, organized, professional. Um, that that was awesome. I well, loved it. I told you, like at the beginning of the show, where I walked into the booth and I was nervous about the game. Yeah. It was like affecting my reads a little bit. Like I was slipping up on a few words. I was just <laughs> thinking about the game, and then oh, it's fourteen nothing. I start to relax, and now I'm really having fun with everything. Yeah, because everybody else is having fun, and I wanted to do you justice with that read. So I, I don't know if you heard it, but I did not hear yeah. it, uh, and, and mainly because I Headphones. was listening. Yeah, and yeah. and like I say when. I knew it was going to work out that way. As soon as we kind of started to, you can sometimes you just have a feel about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we were back probably maybe ten to fifteen seconds when we were on camera for the jumbotron. So it, it wasn't perfect, but hopefully it it turned out okay. Let's take a look at the Big Twelve this past week. Week nine is complete. With uh, real quick looking at the standings, K State is in second place alone, 4-1, and one. TCU 5-0. and oh. and Then you have a three-way tie for third, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas, and then a three-way tie for sixth, Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas Tech, and then you have in ninth place, West Virginia, and then Iowa State's the only winless team in the conference at 0-5. But uh, Cats are 6-2, and two, and Texas is 5-3. and three. But let's look back at the weekend and – the first game, the two 11 a.m. kicks, but the first one was the top or the you know, top rank in the Big Twelve, number seven TCU at West Virginia, which was a shootout, basically the whole game, and it was a 41-31 win for TCU. They actually locked it up with a deep touchdown, like late in the game to wrap it up. Very late, hugely late, <laughs> with 20 seconds to go. There this, you go. I think we mentioned last Monday, or I I remember saying that I thought West Virginia who is a little different animal at home, of course, would, would give TCU a game, and boy, did they. They, they really fought him. It, um, that was a good football game. And I, and I, I sat here and look at some of the numbers. Uh, C.J. Donaldson was back for West Virginia, and he rushed for 104 yards, two touchdowns. They missed him while he was gone. So, uh, but, but at the end of the day, Duggan was really great again, 341 yards and three, uh, three touchdowns. Kendra Miller, 12 for 120 and a touchdown. Terrific athlete there. And... Um, they don't have an easy road out, but that's a, anything you get on the on the road in this league is is gravy. The other 11 a.m. kick was Oklahoma at Iowa State. Now I think this is the game that turned out I think the way most thought it would. Oklahoma got it done 27 to 13, low scoring. Um, where Oklahoma they actually didn't have as much success in the uh, running game. They had I think, well, okay, so kind of weird to explain it, but. For instance, Hunter Deckers threw it 57 times. Dylan Gabriel only threw it 26 times. I mm-hmm. thought that was a low number, especially since how good Iowa State's defense is where they probably need to throw it to pick up first downs. It's a great point, and I'll augment it by saying this. 182 rushing yards for Oklahoma against that defense at Ames is a pretty good effort, and Eric Gray had 101 of those 182 yards. Meantime, Iowa State, who has struggled to run the ball really all year long, Rushed for just 66 yards in the game and 2.4 per carry. So that's your reason why you see 57 throws from Hunter Deckers. And Hunter Deckers was the leading rusher. How about that? In that game. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird statistic. 
and then finally, Baylor at Texas Tech. So this was a very pivotal game. Who's going to stay in the Big 12 conversation? Who's going to drop to the second half of the conference? I actually think I picked Texas Tech to win the game. Uh, because that freshman quarterback had been really impressing me in his first two games. He'd just been slinging it all over the yard. But Baylor wins 45-17, a 21-point fourth quarter wrapped it up. Well, the, that's exactly right, because it was pretty tight going to the fourth quarter. It was it was 24-17, so you basically have a one-score game there. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think the bottom line is, is Baylor was a little bit better defensively, and Richard Reese. I'm just going to say this. I think he's going to be a freshman All-American running back. He had 148 yards and three touchdowns in the game and averaged just over four yards per carry. He's been really, really good. And when they run the ball like that and they rush for 231 yards, they're tough out because they're mm-hmm. they're still pretty pretty solid. You look at the – here's the deal. Here's, here's Baylor's defense. They gave up 149 rush yards to Tech, which is more than they normally get. But Tech only had 159 passing yards. So Baylor defended him fairly well, fairly well. Of course, they just start getting good now, like <laughs> defensively. Uh, yeah, here uh, when the Cats are coming to town here in a couple of weeks. Sure. All right, uh, we got a few more minutes left in this segment. Get a little uh, meet the Wildcats question. Actually, this isn't technically a meet the Wildcats question, but we had a lot of fun with it last week. Why? Today's Halloween. I'm a big Halloween fan. I love everything about it. Uh, even with the music tray beyond, there's some Halloween music in there you can play during the show if you want to. Were you a dresser-upper as a kid? Or? Oh, sure. Yeah? Absolutely. I, uh, I wasn't. Even in the, as an adult, not as much as I'd like to. Like uh-huh. Football season just kind of engulfs my time. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if you're a big trick-or-treater when you're a kid, but or just in general. What candy do you not want like in your bucket or a Halloween candy you don't have any interest in. That I don't want. That I didn't think that's where you were going. Hmm. You can give me a favorite. You can give me a least favorite if you want. Okay. I would say I'm not picking on anybody, even though it's going to sound like it. I, I'm, I've never, I've eaten a lot of candy bars in my day. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sweet tooth kind of guy to, mm-hmm. to a degree. Everybody would probably surmise that, I suppose. But I've never really been a real big fan of like the Baby Ruth candy bars. Okay. Okay. So that, that would be towards the tail end of the list. Um, I guess I'm kind of boring with this one, too, because I, I probably would, would say hard to beat Reese's or Snickers. I'm a Reese's guy, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Kit Kat is up there, Starburst, Skittles, like the, the yeah. fruity yeah. stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Butterfinger is, I, I, it was on my list of like candy bars or candy I just don't really care for. What? Uh, yeah, just I don't like the, the, the... Tough on your teeth? Yeah, it's just the whole candy <laughs> bar, when you chew it up, it sticks to your mouth and your teeth. It's just a pain, really. Uh, but the top of my list of one I didn't want was candy corn. I, I think it's the most overrated candy there is. Um, Almond Joy, Mounds, like those candy bars as well, I don't want any part you don't, of. You don't, you don't? No. Yeah. No, I don't like coconut. Well, you are weird. And I don't think almonds should be in candy bars. <laughs> Why? They're good for you. <laughs> I mean, sure. In a candy bar. Yeah, I'm just well, going to pick out. Well, wait, 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 wait. You, you understand what I, I'm saying. They're, no, they're good you. for you away from the chocolate part. Right. But, but anyway. Well, John Kurtz, he said keep bags of almonds yeah, in so his what, desk and you just snack on them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So what was your all-time favorite costume that you wore? Uh, I was Rowdy Roddy Piper Rustler. Uh, one year, and I got a lot of compliments on the kilt. Really? And I think just because of the compliments, I, I liked it. I, I liked it so much, I still have it. 
No way. And I have it saved away for a rainy day, even some wrestling boots to go with it. <laughs> um, I was Troy Aikman one year. I think that'd be my second favorite. You were Troy Aikman? Troy Aikman when I was five or six. I had the whole uniform. Now, you realize how tall and big he is, right? Yeah. But you had the cowboy jersey and everything? I had, uh, yeah, I had the blue, wow. I had blue jersey with the silver pants. Nice. And the, of course, the helmet. Yeah. And little, little shoulder pads. Yeah, had the huh. whole thing. Wow. Well, here's, here's where really the boring goes to a higher, another level. Uh, we really didn't do a lot of trick-or-treating as kids. And when we did, usually we had just the mask and nothing else. Is that weird? No, I've heard of that. Okay. Just the mask yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think my parents even told me back in the day, at least my mom, because she grew up in a really small town. Clifton oh, yeah. is where she grew up. Okay. And she said, yeah, we if we wanted costumes, we had to make them. Or we just there make masks or something. Yeah, yeah. it's it all all handmade stuff. So what's the, what's the big uh, outfit this year? Do we know that? Well, I fi- my prediction was Jeffrey Dahmer. Eddie Munson's a big one from Stranger Things. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I would only do it if I could have, like, Master of Puppets just following me around everywhere. That, you know, air guitar or whatever. <laughs> All right. Hour two of Wildcat Insider. We're busy. We are giving away, and don't go anywhere, because we are giving away four tickets to K-State Men's Basketball tomorrow against Washburn. you got to play a game, true or false, to win the tickies. And we'll talk men's basketball as well at 525+. plus. More on the K-State win, preview of Texas, and Big 12 Week 10 up next.